podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show. It is good to be back. We got a lot to get into. Quarterback Central in today's episode. Chris Milner, the head honcho of NFL Vintage, and of course, one of the regulars on the Channel 5 End Zone show. Made his debut last season. You loved him. So did we. We thought, let's have him back for more chat. He's picked pretty sharp entry point in the offseason because we're going to talk all the different quarterback situations flying out there right now. Is Rogers going to the Jets? Is he staying? Is he hanging them up? What do we think of the Carter New Orleans deal? You can pretty much guess where I stand on that. Interested to see what Chris thinks and what you guys think as well. Danny Dimes getting dollars. Lamar, what the hell is going on there, gang? We'll talk Garoppolo as well. Plenty more besides. I'm sure there'll be tangents of plenty on this one. So let's get straight down to business and check in with the fantastic Chris Milner. Mate, good to see you. Uh, first things first, I absolutely love the picture you posted on your Instagram just the other day. Sitting there, chilling, <laughs> springtime in the UK with a copy of First Down. I'm guessing, just at first sight, 1989, was it? First Down? That's just a part. Uh, yeah, it was the World Bowl special. Oh, nice. You're going to go and get it, Chris, as well. For ben- the benefit of those listening to the pod and not watching video. Here we go. He's gone to get a copy of the World Bowl special. 91. 91. I was close. I was close. Look at that. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. It was a very, I mean, first of all, let me say it, the best part of seeing a post on my Instagram was the fact that you could see a post on my Instagram because mm. uh, for some for some people don't realize we got our Instagram unfairly and unjustly taken down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what went down there? So was it weird? Was it a hack? Was it? Uh, it's, a, it's a long story. Mm, oh, God. Um, okay. We're opening but, a can of worms. Is it like Mike Carlson on officiating? Is it that long? Or are we, right, basically, punch it? Okay. we got flagged by Florida State University Zoinks. for copyright infringement on a post from a year ago. Um, as a reseller, we're protected by first sales. So that was an, an unfair uh, strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we ended up having to find the person that was in charge of everything at FSU. And I was actually communicating with her. And she ended up really doing very well on our behalf to get it back. And then on my birthday, they reinstated it. And we're like, oh. we made a mistake. Sorry about that. So- on your birthday. Beautiful. So all good. Back in business. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, well done. And shout out to who helped you at Florida State? Uh, Katie Pugh. And, and another reseller called um, Junkman Doug, who who connected me in the first place. But um, it I was hope you said Katie Pugh a copy of First Out. To that, uh, to that I definitely gave her a discount code. Um, but then, you know, like you <laughs> said, right. um, yeah. a really cool guy um, came in uh, and basically dropped off loads of these. Uh, I've mm. got a whole massive box. Oh, gosh. See, it, the box rips because it's so heavy and packed full of these <laughs> magazines. Um, but yeah, I've got loads of them. So I think when the season starts, I might give away oh. um, some with like orders. Or if anyone wants to is interested in reading them, if you want some, I'll, I'll send some your oh, way. Oh, definitely want it. Definitely want a few. I, I will. They will bring back memories. And plus as well, if I can get copies, uh, which I'm sure you'll have in that in that stash, copies of 
early mid nineties with Carlson's column. So I can just remind Carlson that I used to read him when I was a teenager. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll letters that, but... from you writing in. Oh, I definitely the... did write. I don't know. That's a good point. I don't think I ever got anything published though. <laughs> the irony, <laughs> but uh, I definitely would have written one or two things. Probably just a, uh, uh, a pine to uh, the brilliant Sammy Smith, who we talked about, of course, last time you were on the show, uh, the great Sammy Smith. It's great to have you back, Chris. And hey, It's good to be back. I really enjoyed our last chat, so thanks for having me back. So did I, and and more importantly, so did our listeners as well. You are a fan favourite from the get-go, so we're going to be uh, we're going to be hearing a lot from Chris uh, through the off-season. You can guarantee right. that. Uh, and you picked a good show to come back on because there is a little bit going on. So we're going to rattle through twist and turn through some of the big stories that have been rolling in the NFL and remiss of us gang out there. I know we haven't published an episode for a little while. Uh, the dreaded Rona got me for a little bit. So I was out of action, uh, but I'm back swinging fully fit. And we have got a lot of goodness coming your way over the next couple of weeks, couple of months. We're going to be rolling at full tilt through the off season. I know that Ben Isaacs is itching to do a college days and get you set for the draft. Jay Bell's going to be in the house soon. Let's talk of a few other surprise guests coming your way as well. So keep it here. Fear not. We are going to be starting and profiling all through the off season. Right. Let's start. And this one's going to be a banger. Let's go. This feel is going to I can this feel is going it. to set the bar so high for everyone else. <laughs> Jay Bell's going to be on notice. Be nervous. Going to be nervous. He's going to be nervous, yeah. Jay Bell. I mean, I've nervous seen laughter Jay Bell... will get you only so far here, Jay Bell. I don't think I've ever seen the great Jay Bell nervous, to be honest. I've definitely, <laughs> never, I've definitely never seen OC nervous. <laughs> no, no, never seen OC nervous. No, no. Uh, terrifying, right. but not nervous. Mm, let's get down to... Let's start with Aaron Rodgers, who, of course, his darkness retreat um, was well documented and this was I'm going to make my mind up about what I want to do next and clearly he is considering getting out of Green Bay because of the conversations he's been having with the Jets now the Jets are pushing out this week some pretty positive messaging about the visit so Rogers met with Woody Johnson the owner Joe Douglas who's the GM there obviously Robert Sala Nathaniel Hackett and this is where there's a lot of buzz uh, for the Rogers to Jets play, because of course they were um, a tandem a few years back, of course, the Hackett in Green Bay. Uh, so they met on Tuesday and a number of different reporters are suggesting that everything went tickety-boo. What makes it more interesting, I think, Chris, is you look at the field out there right now, because the Raiders were the other credible destination for him, but they seem to have gracefully exited stage left from that conversation it appears that the Raiders are now not on the table so this seems to boil down to one of three things he goes to the Jets he stays in Green Bay or not many people are talking about it does Rogers hang him up if he doesn't like can't get a deal done with the Jets I wonder whether he's more likely to say all right I'm done as opposed to staying with Green Bay what's your take my take is isn't it very interesting to talk about Aaron Rodgers potentially being on a different team and yet there's currently only one team in the running for him right I, and it's not even the significance of what you got to give up for him right because roger's age the cap situation as well and i know you can restructure the the fiscal side of it and there's a lot of good writing out there about how that could look and what could happen and, and particularly i think with rogers at this stage of his career and wanting a ring there'll be a brady-esque uh, wheeling and dealing to be done there. But nevertheless, there is still a significant chunk of change to land him, even if you do backload it. 
But the, it's the draft capital. You know, a couple of years back, even a year back, we we're talking about Rogers. Oh, couple of firsts now. There's third. talk that, yeah, second, I mean, third. second, second, yeah, certainly not. I was not talking to um, Ash about this yesterday uh, on Wednesday because we, we went to the flag football thing and, you know, it was, there was everyone was talking about Rogers, blah, blah, blah. This is Ash, of course, Ash in the NFL, fame, NFL, uh, yeah. your Channel 5 uh, yeah. partner in crime. Yeah. Yes. And um, I said to her, listen, firstly, exactly what you said. They have, they've got so little cap room at New York. I don't see how they're going to pay him. And she goes, oh, well, the, you know, they'd have to give up a couple of first rounders. I went, no, they wouldn't. No, You're going to no, be no. very surprised yeah. about how cheap Aaron Rodgers is for draft capital. Um, and Ryan Leaf, I think, was was talking about it the other day. Shout out Ryan Leaf, absolute legend. The great Ryan. Um, talking about it the other day, saying that he doesn't think that it's, uh, it's a home run. And in fact, he thinks the Jets should look for Lamar Jackson. Um, which which is an interesting there's a whole nother sort of uh chapter of discussion i think we can get into but um we're definitely yeah, getting to lamar that is i mean it is interesting isn't it so the jets it's just interesting for me that rogers hasn't got more suitors um yeah you know I, I completely agree in this market, which, and you're right, we're going to talk about, well, we're definitely getting to Lamar, Carr to New Orleans, Danny Dimes getting re-upped, all of those, all of those and more. Danny we said, dollars now, Danny dollars now, Danny mate. Dollar, Danny multi-dollars. The, yeah. uh, did he insist on being paid in those silver aluminium suitcases full of cash? Did he, did, <laughs> was there a room at the Giants facility where he, where he walked in? And that was, I think it was, who was telling me this story? Now, I think it was, it was during the World Cup. I was doing a World Cup show, as, as some of our listeners will remember, like a daily World Cup show. And we had lots of different guests on it. So I might be ascribing this to completely... Ah, it was Brad Friedel. That's what I remember now. Brad Friedel told me this story. Uh, the great Brad Friedel, of course, the Liverpool fans out there will be saluting, uh, that he was playing in... I think it was, was in Turkey. Let me just see. I'm going to... I'm gonna get this story right. Ollie can Ollie probably. I mean, I doubt if Ollie will be even listening in the edit. To be honest, he'll just fire this out there. Um, yeah, it was Galatasaray. So he was playing Galatasaray. It's actually his yeah, last first... time he put my name as Mike Carlson. So oh, I know. Not yeah, that, yeah, that was. I think can't uh, imagine Mike was too happy either. To be honest, Mike would have been okay with that. I suppose Mike wouldn't have. Mike doesn't pay any attention to anything we put out unless he's on it anyway. So it might have confused Mike because he might have thought, "Well, was I on this?" But um, Ollie, I'm not surprised. He was probably editing that at I would say two thirty in the morning in a Shoreditch dive bar, listening to Millie Vanilli. Or DJ dropping Millie Vanilli, ironically. Anyway, Brad Friedel was in Galatasaray. Uh, the start of his career. And he was telling a story about how uh, I was asking him the most left field bonus he'd ever had, because you remember during the world cup, when Saudi Arabia beat Argentina at the start of the tournament, incredible stuff. And he's think about how that tournament played out. They all got a roller, right? That was a pretty decent bonus. They were given a brand new role. So I asked him what was the best bonus he ever had. And he said that during his time in Turkey, uh, one time, the end of the season, they were training, finished training, a big truck rolled up and the guy hopped out, pulled up the back and there were lots of different electrical appliances in there. <laughs> it was CZM could... Barak. It was that guy that smiled. <laughs> so I think he picked up a tumble dryer or something. And then there was another, uh, another again, I think this is Brad saying either it was a teammate or it happened with him or somebody else anyway, told me this story during the World Cup that... They were called into a bank. The bank was closed. The players were called in and there was a big table with different piles of cash, different size piles of cash with players' names in front of them. <laughs> that was the bonus that you wow. just rocked up. You find out 
this guy, and you could see what everyone else is getting as well. So I wonder if Danny Dimes, sorry, Danny Dollars has requested uh, aluminium suitcases just stacked full of cash. I mean, that, how embarrassing is that if you've got the smallest stack of cash and you're mm. all going into that bank? That's that Imagine is tough. If, I, if, if me and you meet up, you're like, uh, actually, you owe us money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're in, you're in hock. Well, Danny Dimes is um, four year deal, 160 million dollars of which uh, just over half of it's guaranteed. Always keep an eye, of course, on the guaranteed part uh, of that deal. So he's got paid. I'm not surprised. I like that deal. I think it, I think it makes a huge amount of sense, particularly in the context of what we were getting to. I think with the lack of surprising lack of suitors for Rogers, the the quarterback market as it stands right now, they have got quite clearly a team that's on the up, a quarterback head coach tandem that works. Let's face it, Dimes D, even though he wasn't asked to do a huge amount last season, still was able to be proficient with pretty slim pickings as is always the way when you look at these decisions, Chris, what's the alternative? What, what were their realistic alternatives? Well, out on the market, unless they're going to take a punt on Baker or somebody that looks incidentally with the Stafford stories flying around, then maybe McVeigh's going to go with Baker and not Stafford. Well, that's, that's put Stafford's in place. So I guess he could be an option, but yeah, I think it makes smart business. It is smart business for that kind of money. I don't think it's crazy money. It's Gino, mid-level kind of money. I like the deal. Thumbs up from me. What about you? You're looking at me curiously like you don't well, like the deal the thing, at all. You're sounding a lot like me when I was trying to justify taking on Carson Wentz for a year last last year. This oh, time God. Last year. <laughs> that didn't you know, go so well. It makes sense on paper, you know, and if you can play well. But remember, I still have a lot of annoyance aimed towards the Giants based on last year as a mm. Washington fan. Because remember, we played them back to back between our bye week Mm-hmm. We drew one and lost one. The one right. we lost, pass interference in the end zone, Curtis Samuel didn't get called, could have mm. turned the game around. That was the last play. And then the other one, Terry McLaurin, uh, the absolute trotters, illegal lineup penalty that pulled back the touchdown. So if we win one of those games, Giants don't make the playoffs, we make the playoffs. Mm. Right? So there's this whole narrative about how good the Giants are and they got into the playoffs. I think they still come third in the NFC East next year. Yeah, they're third in the East yeah. next year. Yeah. Well, they're definitely going to make a play for a receiver, you'd think. Well, top two rounds, right? Well, I mean, look, they had such good results with Kenny Golladay. I mean, what was that? How much, how many million did he get paid per catch? And they on whiffed deal? Whiffed on Kenny. So maybe they'll, maybe free agency. Darius Tony, excellent choice. Well played. He, he left. Within a year, he's won a Super Bowl. <laughs> but this is my point. He's in the game. You know, the Giants whiff on receivers, have done da- for years. Danny Dimes is, has done it effectively enough and i do realize there is a ceiling and not getting carried away about his spectacular freewheeling quarterback play but with a very difficult in a very difficult situation great coach notwithstanding he didn't have much to play with at all so i i i like it i think it's i think it's smart business in the context of everything else the carson wentz points is a fair one but i think we find this even when we're looking at teams going into the start of the season how we think they're doing if you start to say, well, if, or if, or if this, if that, and if he does this, and if he gets back to, if Michael Thomas gets back to how he was three years ago, and and uh, you find yourself with a lot of big jumps, then it's a problem. I don't think it's a big jump for Daniel Jones to be at the same level he was last season for the next couple of years. Yeah. But with a re-upped 
offensive Arsenal around him. He reminds me a lot of Eli Manning, and Eli Manning won two Super Bowls with the Giants. So right? if that's the comparison. I like that comparison. If I like they it. win two Super Bowls with him, great. Mm. Um, I think a lot of Giants fans weren't in on Danny Dimes until this season. And yep. there was a lot of talk about them not even renewing the fifth year on his rookie deal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. everyone's forgotten about that because he was mired in a lot of like. Oh boy! I mean, I think for even for during the season, for four years, um, we weren't. So- we were talking about him. Yeah, maybe even despite the successful season that he had, maybe not getting any kind of deal at all. So yeah, for sure. And and he's clearly not. How quickly we forget, eh? Hey, that's life. I mean, what he's get he's sixteen to twenty. He's in that kind of range, I guess. But yeah, that is maybe enough right now for for the Giants. So Rogers, really interesting that it's just the Jets. His numbers were bad last year. Yeah. Now it was a tough old season for the Packers. But drilling down on this a bit more, he had twelve picks. That's the most he's had since two thousand and eight. That was the year he first became a starter. I think more than he had in the previous two years combined. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, lowest passer rating of his career. Passing yards per game, a career low. Now, we know better than to write off Aaron Rodgers after a dud. Yeah, there are lots of contributing factors for that. But is there maybe a sense with his age, with the money, with the, all the other stuff as well, that yes, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's a great quarterback. But you also get a lot of baggage with him as well. Maybe that's why the market isn't there. Yeah, maybe. Um, and for, uh, you know, the Jets, it's an easy sell um, to be like, you know, come to New York, win us a Super Bowl, you become a legend. Um, you're in, you're, you're in, the, in the conversation. Everyone can forget that he only won one narrative, blah, blah, blah. And that's true. But they made the same pitch to Derek Carr, you know, and they're going to make the same pitch to whoever is going to come to New York. You know, mm. it's up to Aaron Rodgers whether he feels like he wants to be there at the end of the day. Mm. You know, it's I, not about the money. It's not about the potential to win. Because like you said, I wouldn't be surprised. And I said it to Ash. I wouldn't be surprised if he hangs up his boots as well. Mm. But then she mentioned, I don't think he'd want to share that with Brady doing it so soon after Brady. Kind of everyone's still talking about Brady's retirement, blah, blah, blah. Um, which kind of makes a bit of sense. But, you know, you never know. I don't think he'll give a shit about that. But I do think he will want to keep on rolling it's my gut i don't think he'll want to walk away from the nfl like this unless things have got so disconnected and fractious and dysfunctional in green bay which i don't think they have by all accounts the people close to the situation i him going to green bay sorry staying in green bay mvp season would not surprise me at all him going to the jets taking them to a deep playoff run, MVP season would not surprise me at all. I think those two are more likely. Bav 2.0. Love it. Bav 2.0. <laughs> then, the then he goes to the Vikings. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it, Roger. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. What do we think of the card to the Orleans deal? school. <laughs> okay, let's, 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 let's... Hasn't been proved. Propo, we'll put that... Oh, yeah, true. Pat McAfee got in trouble for saying that. Allegedly. Pat, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Sued by Brett Favre. And I know Favre listens to the show, so we've got to be careful. And what do you think of Carr to, uh, to New Orleans? Or, you know, before you answer that, Chris, I'm going to dive to the mailbag. At the NC show, fired that out that we're going to be on this week. Lottie got in touch, so we're going to weave in a lot of your questions through the course of the show. This one is from Mark. Hey, Mark, good to hear from you. I like the confidence Mark has underpinning this question, Chris. Right. Does car signing for the Saints make them a genuine 
Super Bowl contender. <laughs> wow, I like that take. I like okay. that take because they, for me, I look, you know, because I know you're a long time listener of the show. You know, we're Derek Carr fans around here. We had this is car country on the NC show. Mm. So we like Derek Carr. We're definitely up on car. So I like this move for the Saints. I think I think <laughs> this it, is this is great watching you try and justify this one. Hang on, on. Hang on, tough guy. I'm not I'm not going as far as Mark. I don't feel back to Las Vegas for his Super Bowl for in the Saints <laughs> oh, next year. The narrative writes itself. Let's do it, Derek Carr. <laughs> I I think it makes them clearly the fa- right now the favorites for the South. Now that's I'm not saying a, I'm saying exactly right. win the division yeah. first before we start talking Super Bowls. Because yeah. the division is so vanilla, that they could roll the division. I know there's a lot of, to be sorted out before we get there. We're, we're in March. Who the hell knows right. quite how, you know, Carolina might make a... Who knows, right? But but we'll, we'll agree on this. Carl hmm. makes them a better team now than they were without him. I'm no doubt. No doubt. And they were a few pieces away, I think, and a few other factors that, time will he will sort out from being they underperformed they underwhelmed last season i know we were big on them i was big on them going into the season friend of the show greg rosenthal was big on them going into the season and then by out by week four there was a petition by the fans to get the coach sack yeah but their quarterback injuries didn't help they didn't have the right quarterback anyway now they do now they've got a solid safe pair of hands again if we're talking of Jones in the 16 to 20 kind of mark. I mean, Carr's definitely in that. In that. Well, minute. I've got to say this, right. My warehouse manager, Willie Cross, God bless his cotton socks, is a Raiders fan, long-suffering. Right. Okay. And his he was very happy to see Carr go because I can't tell you the amount of Mondays or Tuesday mornings we've come in and lamented together about how Derek Carr or insert Washington quarterback has thrown the game away and we've lost and, and we're all sad. Um <laughs> And Derek Carr, okay, was good in 2015, 2016. Yes, he went to the Pro Bowl last year, but yeah. in eight years with the Raiders, only had two two winning seasons. Yeah, but how much right. is that about the Raiders? Oh, God, I don't want to get to Mike Mayock smack talk here because Ollie will uh, get me in trouble okay. again. But how much All is right. it that the Raiders right. uh, yeah, dysfunction? It's always, 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 you can say that. But I don't think a lot of Raiders fans are going to be that sad to see him go. I think they're excited about the future. Um you know, and maybe he can lead the lead in, in fumbles lost again uh, somewhere else. <laughs> it's a low blow. You ended on a low blow there. Oh, he did it. He did do it twice. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I, I like the thinking on how the Raiders feel about it, because this is it. I guess when you've got a, a, a car kind of player, Kirk Cousins is maybe the, the prototype right of this, where you just, yeah, you know that you fear that you're only going to get so you far. You know my feelings on Kirk Cousins. We, well, let's remind listeners your feelings on Kirk Cousins. They're not no, great, we, are they? We can revisit that when we start talking about the Lamar to, to come yeah, on. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a great point because the, you that you only have you only have five or six truly great quarterbacks, really, at any one time. Maybe a couple of legacy vets that are in that mix as well that deserve that sort of kind of latter era. Brady, obviously, you wouldn't say he's playing at Mahomes level peak era Mahomes in, in the last couple of years, but you've got to have him in that top tier conversation, right? But it is a, a very narrow list of great quarterbacks. So then what do you do as a GM? It's all very well saying cars only got a certain ceiling, Garoppolo, Cousins, as 
as Goff and Garoppolo prove, you can get to a Super Bowl with a quarterback like that. Now, mm. the haters will say, well, they didn't win the Super Bowl because of them, right? They The, the clutch fine lines, certain, both of them missed on certain plays that might have changed the trajectory of those Super Bowls. But mm. I'd argue you play that game 10 times, Garoppolo makes that play, Goff makes that play, six, seven out of those 10 times. I don't think you can say the reason he's not in the same level as Mahomes or Lamar is because he wasn't clutch at that moment. I, you might disagree. You, might, you mentioned no, Eli, I, I, Eli I was disagree. clutch in the moment. I don't disagree. But what I think is, um, I think over the over the previous, say, 40 years of the NFL, right? Uh, maybe even 20. So let's let's keep, keep it simple, but you could go back further. There have always been, say, three or four amazing quarterbacks at any one time, whether it's a Manning, Brady, um, Breeze, Rogers, go yeah. back further, you know, Young, Marino, whatever, yeah. uh, Aikman. There's always been that top elite tier. I think now what you've got is a much more mutable and flexible second tier, whereas sometimes people that you thought weren't as good as we considered, Geno Smith, for example, somehow move slightly higher or mm -hmm. Justin... Um, Justin, no, not Justin Herbert, might go slightly lower like he did this season, or Trevor Lawrence goes slightly higher this season. And then all of a sudden you start like mentioning them in, well, could this guy be the next elite guy? And I think honestly, at the only at the moment, it's only really Mahomes and Allen for me that are elite. And I would really? say this about so Lamar. You wanna borrow, you wanna borrow is, on that list? Uh, oh yeah, borrow as well. Okay, there you go. Okay. You got borrow. Okay. Um, but remember, you know. Three years ago, who's Joe Burrow? You know, and that's what I'm saying. It can, it's very quickly things can change between who's the top and who's middle and who's mm -hmm. not very good. It's a it's a really interesting point because you think about uh, you know I look back and you mentioned the whole Marino uh, Montana era. That was my first era, of course, of being in love with the game. You had players like Ken O'Brien at the Jets, right? You had a big arm was was a good player. Boomer Esiason, the great Boomer, of course, and he yeah. took the Bengals to, the Super, Bowl, to yeah. a Super Bowl, right? These are guys that were up there, but not up there, not top, top, top. Then you think about the, you know, a, an era or so later, and you've got players like, I don't know, Donovan McNabb jumps out straight away, right? I mean, he took the Eagles to seven, eight, super, uh, super Bowl, seven, eight playoff appearances. I mean, he was a consummate pro and a dangerous, dangerous player, but he wasn't considered in that top tier so you, you're gonna have tierings and i guess the question is is the reason why and you make a great point when you look at the last i drilled down on this i think for a times piece last season when i look at the last 20 25 super bowls with five exceptions out of that so you know 20 percent or less are won by players like that are won by a trent dilfer eli i still think is a hall of famer but most of them most of the time it's Brady, it's Rogers, it's Breeze, it's it's great, great quarterback. So I, I get it. Bringing this back, I still think the New Orleans deal makes a huge amount of sense. And back to Mark's question, if they cakewalk the South, which is entirely plausible, they breeze into the no pun intended into the playoffs <laughs> with thanks with a twelve and five kind of record. Maybe not a number one yeah. seed, but yeah, and remember, some, you're in the game. He's in the NFC now. So right. he's not competing in the same division as right. the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Broncos. You know, he's not in the same division as all of as all these amazing other quarterbacks. Apparently, mm. the AFC is stacked, and let's be honest, it is. He's in the NFC now. So immediately you've got a slightly shorter odds. Um or longer odds. How is it? I don't gamble a lot. Um, shorter odds. Better shorter odds. odds. Better to, odds. <laughs> <laughs> to achieve. Um and yeah, it'll be interesting. 
what his offense looks like. Um, because I can't yeah. see Kamara coming back. Well, they got problems with the cap. The the Saints, which is an issue, obviously, for all kinds of reasons. And, and now they've done this deal as well. So they're in the bottom five in cap space now. And same at the moment for 24 and 25, right? So they haven't got a huge amount of room to maneuver in free agency unless they jettison a whole ton. I'm assuming uh, they jettison Kamara after his legal struggles, current yeah. legal struggles. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I want to get into we're going to do some team deep dives actually and dial up some of our friends stateside in terms of beat reporters that can give us a bit of inside skinny so kamara the situation there he's pleaded not guilty right this is the incident from from february yeah so could easily kind of clean itself up and he kind of rolls i don't think it's automatic that they they jettison for that reason Mm -hmm. but then i need to i need to really drill down on the on the numbers and i think it's not a bad shot propo will um We'll make a note of this. We'll look, we'll maybe do some very specific team breakdowns, get some beat writers on as we I build up to this. I'm getting Michael Thomas back. Um, that's what I read with the Saints recently. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying about Michael Thomas? I mean, I love amazing. him, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he, I don't know if he's done. Here's one for you. And this actually goes to Twitter. Speaking of Thomas, you've reminded me, Chris. Question in via Twitter at the NC shows. How you get in touch with us? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hey, and we're also on TikTok rolling, rolling fast on TikTok. Uh, this is from Mark Jones. As a long suffering Cowboys fan, does the franchise tagging of Tony Pollard mean that Zeke's time as running back one is that over in Dallas? I think it does as running back one for sure. Uh, there's talk rumblings that Zeke is done, like done, done, like on fumes done. Well, He's done as RB1, let's be honest. Um, right. And they they could restructure his contract or they could release him. Uh, Cowboys don't generally like restructuring people's contracts. They prefer to release them. Um, doesn't matter how good they were ever. I mean, look, they did it with Des Bryant. Uh, they did it with DeMarcus Ware. They did it with, you know, DeMarco Murray when he went to the Titans. You know, Jerry Jones, you're his favorite player until you're not. Mm. And I think that's what's happening with Zeke now. And um you know, Tony Pollard, I had picked, had him in fantasy. He was, he was a locked-in starter every week. Um, and I think that he's, he's more exciting now. I think, yeah, Zeke has, has come to the end of his his rope, I think. I think with the money, the money there obviously is, is a factor. What is interesting... Yeah, is 21 million, I think, is his cap hit next year. I just so. wonder if if they work well as a tag team, you know, and I wonder if it's the classic case of, oh, we but can you, do without Zeke because we got Pollard. You can't justify paying 27 million. Can't justify it, to, but... Uh, to the running back position. You, you know, can't. Just how much their backfield will cost them next year. But does it diminish the impact of Pollard is what I'm trying to say. Now, those no. who buy into, oh, I'll get a running back in the fourth round and I'll plug him in. But I don't, if, if Zeke is, this is the Saquon argument. I think, you, I think you pay for players like that, even in the modern era of the NFL running backs are diminished when they're playing at, at peak level. And this is the point, I guess, that, you know, you're only the X number of years, the Sean Alexander blueprint, and then they fall off yeah. a cliff. So that's why they don't get, get long-term big bucks. McCaffrey even oh. as well. Right. I, I get that. But and so I get why this Cowboys made the deal initially for Zeke, but if he's, if he's done, if he's on fumes, then. Right. Um, so here's, here's a question. Do you think hmm. if the Cowboys tried to trade Zeke during the draft, they would get anything for him? Well, I think given the rumblings flying out there, very little, yeah. Very little, uh, exactly. And what they but could, I think there would be two... They could be... release him, start Pollard, take a running back in the sixth round or fifth round, and then you've got him for four years or five years. And he could be just as good and he's got less less wear on the tyres. 
less yeah. around the time. Yeah, I that's think what they do with Demarco Murray, and they just I, they let him go. I, go I think somewhere else and underperform, and that'll be him. Done. Yeah, on the basis that Zeke now is forty percent Zeke, prime Zeke. Sure, that that makes sense. If and this is my point with Saquon, this idea of oh, we'll just pick up a running back in the fourth round, they'll be they'll be just almost as good. I disagree. I think when you've got an elite running back playing. At top, top, top level. Not elite running back playing at top level. Eight hundred. No, I know he's. Uh, I know he's not now. That's what I'm saying. But can he get back to that or not? Is the question. Is no, is he done or not? It's the Todd Gurley syndrome. Adrian Peterson is nice. a rare beast. Yeah. Right. You can't. You know, Adrian Peterson is a rare beast. You know, having injuries like that coming back mm. and performing at um at an offensive MVP level like he did. Todd Gurley is the best comparison I would give for Ezekiel. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a great getting shot. run down is going to probably get moved somewhere else. Is going to be underperforming and then out of the league within a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this shout. I love Todd Gurley, but yeah, he flashed and burned, and that is uh, as is your point. I think that is often the way these days for running backs. All right, let's get into Lamar. The biggest story of the week, I think, the Rogers to Jets possibility notwithstanding. So just to recap, in case you've been under a rock gang for for the last few days, they've tapped the non-exclusive tag on Lamar, which means he can go out to market, talk to teams. On his own, he ain't got an agent. On his own, well, that's a key part of this story. <laughs> uh, and get offers put on the table, but the Ravens can match any offer that he's given, right? So they are letting it roll out there, but they can pull him back in if they need to. And that is, I think, where a lot of people are landing on this. Incidentally, if a team does want to make a deal and the Ravens want to make a deal, two first rounders is what it will cost them to get the So That's kind of how it shakes down. A lot of people a lot of people are suggesting that this was the only course of action because Jackson it doesn't have an agent. The Ravens have talked about how difficult it has been to get Jackson to negotiate. There is this whole conversation of the Deshaun Watson precedent, the deal that Watson signed, which was essentially a fully guaranteed deal, which had never been seen before. Crazy level money as well. There is talk that this is what Lamar Jackson wants. The Ravens don't feel he's worth it. The Ravens are not in isolation because the whole collusion conversation is coming up, which essentially is... The market wants to correct itself, or rather the NFL owners want to correct the market, the NFL being this egalitarian construct of everybody having each other's back. The deal that was done with Deshaun Watson, if there are more of the same, creates a whole new level of chaos as far as owners are concerned. I mean, the, the brother is an albatross of a contract stuck on the brown <laughs> around their neck for the next... Um, right. It, it ruins their ability to do anything more than just have him do you know what it reminds me of it looking at the nfl owners and i'm, I'm not endorsing if there is collusion and, and the collusion point here is teams are not going to make an offer like that to lamar to regulate the market right but you know what the browns doing that offer in the first place to Deshaun Watson reminds me of so there's a gang of us that have been mates since we were kids and we all despite wherever we are in the world get together a few times a year for poker right it's a classic thing. I'm sure a lot of you out there do something similar, right? And one of our friends... I had three friends now. Come on, buddy. Come and play poker with us. You, One of our friends, Tim, is uh, brilliantly funny and a terrible poker player. Tim plays every hand. <laughs> he plays every hand. He's in. And my friend Cash is 
a brilliant poker player, was ostensibly a pro player for a couple of years, always cleans up at the end of the night. Tim goes all in on every hand. And Kesh says he's actually one of the hardest players to work out because he's all in on everything. And I don't know, it's just absolutely... The others get really wound up with him. Oh, Tim, you can't beat you every time. The Browns are Tim. They've gone all in. in. Yeah. And everyone, all the other NFL owners are, are the rest of my mates going, oh, for the love of God, what yeah. have you done? So I think... It's that... the scene from Peep Show where Jeremy's just like, Red Sky at night, Shepherd's Delight. That's <laughs> no idea what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. The... Um, the Lamar's situation is fascinating because I wonder, taking collusion, take the conspiracy theory out of it for a minute, right? That this isn't teams getting together in a smoky, smoky den saying, where no one's going to do any deals. No one's going to make him an offer. Well, it was just the owners meeting that, so... That probably did sort of happen. It might happen. Might, maybe. You never it, know. It could happen. And Chris Borman thinks that so. Chris got in touch with us via Instagram. You see, we get mailbag questions on Instagram, on the gram, as well as on Twitter. Shout out to Chris. Uh, Chris, who incidentally is the genius behind the charity box on the show. So you'll remember, uh, Chris, that we have a running Natism charity box every time i say uh let's get out of dodge there we go there's another five pounds that goes into our into into our charity box and the number is rolling we're going to announce soon actually because we've wrapped the season we're going to kind of draw a line on the last season and where that's got up to and announce where we're giving uh giving that money to very soon so watch this space anyway chris was the guy that came up with that idea so chris is responsible for that and we love him for it uh all of these teams being so out on lamar says chris feels like a collusion to me could it be league-wide owners' attempts to step back from a Deshaun Watson-type guaranteed deal? And he also says, keep up the great work and stop not saying simpatico. See, simpatico, another, another me is him. There's another five pounds in, in the tin. So, yeah, this is the argument that people are, are putting out there. Um, and unclear at the moment as to where Jackson could potentially land if the Ravens clearly are saying, let the market regulate the deal we're going to pay you. Difficult to negotiate with him because he's his own agent. But right deal comes along. Do you think there's any chance the Ravens deal? Hello, Lamar Jackson. Can you hold for Lamar Jackson, please? Hello, this is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that it's uh, it sucks for Lamar Jackson because he bet on himself and he lost. Um, you know, 2020 MVP. And then since then hasn't played more than 12 games a season and is mm. now seen as a bit of an injury risk. And don't want to bring it up every episode, but PTS RG3. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's also in second answer to why Lamar to the commanders. No, thanks. I think that was a Twitter question. Absolutely not. Um, for the same yeah. reason, mobile quarterback, dangerous injury risk, you know, <clears throat> you want him to be the next Michael Vick, you know what I mean? But, I don't know. I There's a lot of teams that need to scheme an offense around that, that the offense isn't in place for that kind of a quarterback. You know, they don't want to have to change what they're doing because they've been building around a certain type of quarterback to sit in the pocket and he doesn't fit that mold. So that's mm. going to take a lot of teams out of the running. Uh, on top of that, you've got teams that are afraid of that sort of, um, you know, an RPO option mm. um, and Washington being one of them, you know, uh, yeah. it's not simply the RG3 example, you know. The Dolphins aren't in either. Um, this is Jeff Darlington, ESPN's Jeff Darlington, friend of the show, Jeff Darlington. Uh, he said that the source, he quote, said uh, Mike, Mike McDaniel, 
fully believes that Tua is the perfect fit for his system. So Dolph is not pursuing Lamar or any other starting quarterback. That's the line out of there, despite all this Brady tomfoolery that's flying around there that Brady might end up in Miami. That's nonsense. Uh, so yeah, Lamar most likely to end up back with Baltimore. I think so. But here's a team that I don't know why I don't make a play for him. And maybe it's because of the cap space. I don't know. But I don't know why Atlanta don't go after him. Um, because I feel like, what's their quarterback situation? Desmond Ritter from last year. Ritter, yeah. Ritter, what we've got. Well, Mariota they've cut, no, right? So but they've still got an offense that was schemed around a, a mobile quarterback. Um, and, you know, it could be the second coming of Michael Vick. Um, who knows? Well, the Falcons um, have got a lot of cap space. They are actually based on over the cap.com, which is always a good place if you want to go and check out uh, cap space. They've got, uh, yeah, a lot of wiggle room, shall we say. So we mentioned the Saints being tied down, who actually, they are 31st in cap space uh, in for 2023. The Falcons are second, only the Bears ahead of them. So they've got the money to splash. Right. I mean, I love that idea. And You know what I mean? I think it makes sense. Um, don't know why uh, it hasn't been more talked about, but you know it's an option for him because remember you've got to go to a scheme that fits you. You mm. can't be asking people to completely change their offensive identity around you. Um, and yeah, we'll see what are the options. I don't know. It's a short list. Well, yeah, I mean the teams that quite obviously need a quarterback are getting thrown out there. Um, so. Hence the commanders, the Raiders obviously are, are in that mix. And that's intriguing, I guess, with the Raiders in um the McDaniel uh McDaniel situation. Um, I think that could be that could be interesting. Um yeah, I um I mean the I, Cardinals say I don't know how much money they've got. If they get rid of Murray, they've got they've been working with mobile quarterback for a while. I don't know. You yeah, know, I think that Lamar is you know, don't get me wrong when I said he's removed from his best. He's still incredible. Mm. Um, but I think he's just a little bit risky. Um, and I think there's a risk a lot of teams aren't willing to um, spend a lot of money to investigate. I hear you. I hear you. And I think the RG3 point is a good one. Is always always that risk. And uh, I understand in the same way you've got reticent, what seems like an, a no-brainer, right? You're going to get one of the all-time great quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers, actually a scratch beneath the surface. You look at the money, you look at the age, you look at everything else. And I get there are issues with Lamar, but in both cases, I think if you have the opportunity to do it, you have the money to do it, you have the fresh perspective and approach to do it, a first year, second year, head coach, new coordinators in, do it. Why wouldn't yeah. you do yeah, it? And it got a backup in place, if you've got, if you've got a fallback option, I, you know, roll the dice on Lamar. If you got the money, and if you if you if you can do without him and do okay, then great. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't go all in on Lamar from an organization. What about Jimmy G? I know you can go all in on Jimmy G, but Jimmy G hitting free agency, and of course, this is what a year after they could have dealt him and wanted to deal him, and then couldn't because of the injury, and turned out to be a, a prudent move, even if it wasn't a consciously prudent move because Jimmy G. Had uh, had a say in the 49ers season last year, of course, but so he is getting uh, approaches or interest, I should say, from again the same suspects. So the Raiders are in there, uh, the Panthers in the hunt, the Texans want a quarterback too. So Jimmy G's going to land in one of those kind of spots and get paid for it as well, and and rightly so. So watch Garoppolo in this conversation. Um, I like Garoppolo to be 
productive it, it is an next landing spot i think he's car-esque right in the sense that, that that's his that's his ceiling he'll upgrade any of those three teams well the raiders it will be a push i suppose but the panthers and the texans upgrade from where they've been at yeah. uh jimmy Greel, jimmy g will definitely have a number of a number of suitors for sure um back to the mailbag moving away from quarterbacks for a moment anthony asks which nfl shirt would be a risk to buy at this moment in time. I love it because he knows you're on the show and you are stacked with shirts in uh, in the uh, warehouse. So you can uh, you can take this one first. Which NFL shirt would be a, would it be a risk to buy at this yeah, well, moment? I think, I think we've covered it. I think it's 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 that green and yellow twelve. Is that what it is? What's the riskiest right now? Is yeah, more I, than I wouldn't be yeah. spending any money on a twenty twenty three Aaron Rodgers jersey. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah. I think there's got to be that. I mean, he's got to be the only um, surefire mover, right? Well, we I don't know. We said earlier we're not sure, right? I mean, he could be back there. And, I don't know. It... Maybe it's the Derek Carr Saints jersey, Nat. You never know. Derek get Carr. dropped after one year. <laughs> Derek Carr Saints jersey. It's like <laughs> when I, I bought one of my boys in Odell jersey when we were in new york about a week before he he was done uh so i i hear you Andy. i like fire it. on the car jersey yeah i'm gonna fire that out to to our gang out there at the nc show what do you think nfl shirt would be a risk to buy at this moment in time love that question it's a nice way to wrap things up mm-hmm. chris dropping by once again uh what does the off season look like for you then? So obviously the the Channel Five show will be is it back next season? I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, hopefully uh, we find out a bit closer to the time. Nice. Um, the the goal would be because obviously you know with that then I can maybe finesse going out to with the Washington Commanders home opener, which mm. would be really fun because obviously with the media pass you get lots of cool access and nice. F eight is going to be there and yeah and, you, know, you know just sort of be a nice send off for FedEx because you know we've spent a lot of time there in the past and you know hopefully we get a new owner this year and we end up going to leave that stadium and get a new one. Fingers crossed. Um, excited about the off season as a Washington fan. I think for the first time in a long time, um, I haven't been desperate for us to make a splash in free agency, um, because I think for so long Washington fans just would de- like there was this, you know, yawning more of like desperate hope that we needed to do something. Mm-hmm. And now I think there's actually a sort of like a confident patience. It's like okay, things are changing now. Snyder's going. The enemy's in. How will be thy name? Jahan Dotson. I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff to be excited about for us next year. Mm. So, I mean, I say it every year, but watch out. Oh, it's a Washington sneaky playoff team is what you're saying. Left hand up, baby. Wow. We've got to get to that. I like that idea of a show or two dedicated to sneaky playoff teams. On the the question, does... the enemy do with how what he did with Mahomes in Kansas City. Short uh, answer: No, that he went to three Super Bowls in five years. There's no way that's going to happen <laughs> in Washington. I'd be over the moon if it does, but I don't think it will. What I hope happens is that a new culture gets instilled, which helps us build for many years ahead. Mm. Um, you know, because that's all I want as a fan is some is some you know security uh, and and belief. Yeah, I love BM. I mean, we've we've been talking for a number of years. It's absolutely staggering that the enemy hasn't been given uh, an opportunity at the at the top gig so that seems to be lining up nicely there uh which is great to see brilliant stuff chris if our listeners well you're back on insta of course you're on twitter yep. as well at chris milner simple enough to remember so get involved we'll put 
links to this in in the show notes as well. And then Chris in the NFL on Instagram, not Mike Carlson Sports. Thanks. <laughs> Just just Carlson Sports. Yeah, yeah. Or Carlson's Ports. Uh, yeah, we will get that right this time. <laughs> yeah. Some Norwegian guy's favorite ports. <laughs> oh, that kind of port. I was thinking more of the alcoholic variety. Oh, yeah. I was just uh, in port. Yeah. I just had port. It was great. There you it go. A lovely drink. I don't know why I waited this long to try it. Maybe we should get you and Mike together on a show. I mean, Mike uh, is planning on doing an off-season show with Antonio Brown. We're trying to get we're trying to get rolling. Incidentally, Propo got Sorry? in touch with me. Yeah, oh, that's a whole other story. Propo got in touch with me. Lev Bell's got another fight as well. We're very excited about so uh there's all kinds of stuff going on um i can tell you but yeah so at uh chris Miller on twitter uh, and of course if our listeners want to get in touch get involved in your brilliant nfl vintage head down to the warehouse order stuff where should they head uh yeah peckham for the warehouse uh nationalvintageleague.com for the website um as always any new orders use the code legend get 15 percent off and yeah um Thanks for uh, having me on. And as Next. I said last time, we need to do a live one down here. We're going to do one down there for sure. And, yeah. uh, and we'll as just I sit there reading first, first downs. Down. Just it's going to make for a great like ASMR. Great It'll pod. Just be me and you, like <laughs> reading the paper and drinking tea. I love it. Oh, port. It should go. be port. Not Matt Coombs, tea. eleven, London. <laughs> Hello, Mike Carlson. <laughs> oh, Mike, you're my hero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's find that. Let's find that. Age twelve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> find those episodes. Find those issues. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Chris, look after yourself. Take care. Thank you, Nat. See you soon. Lovely stuff from Chris. He will be back soon. I like the sound of heading on over to the warehouse in Peckham, having a glass of port. Maybe we'll drag Iron Mike down as well. Well, actually, that'd be a good show. We should do that. I think we should do that. We are going to be back next week with more. And we've got a lot of brilliant guests lined up, as I alluded to on the show. A lot of really interesting things. We're going to do a Friday Night Lights special soon. I'm going to tease that. Friday Night Lights fans out there, I'm sure a lot of you are. Get in touch. We'll start to push stuff out on social and start to fire questions. Favorite characters, favorite series. I was, I was more of an East Dillon High kind of guy, I gotta say. Uh, so we're gonna get into that. We're gonna all kinds of good stuff coming your way, guaranteed. Signed and sealed, locked and loaded. But we're back next Wednesday. We're taping, so we'll be dropping an episode next week. We will see you then. Bye bye. Podcast Network.